0: The Maple Leafs pick up four points on the weekend with back-to-back wins against Calgary and Vancouver. We'll break down those games, and trade chatter is coming heavy and strong after the Calgary game with a guy named Nikita Zadorov. Could the Leafs be interested there? We'll get into all that and more on today's edition of the Lockdown Leafs Podcast, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Hello, and welcome into the Locked On at Leafs podcast, a daily Maple Leafs centric podcast hosted by myself, Mike DiStefano, and my co host, Dave Morisuti. Today's show is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use the promo code Locked On NHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's Terms of Use for details. Oh, what's going on, Dave? How's your weekend? Busy, really busy weekend, actually. <laughs> What'd you get up to? Well,
1: you know, Leaf game. Then it had the uh, playoffs. Oh, I thought um, I was done to seeing Toronto teams implode in the playoffs with the Leafs.
0: Tough, top. I didn't watch the game, but I heard that like it was just the worst time possible for Chad Kelly to be his worst.
1: Yeah, I've never seen Chad Kelly like I've never seen the team play so bad, but Chad Kelly, especially five turnovers just from him alone.
0: Uh, that's tough, man. Tough. It looked like a team that could repeat to go back to back, but mm-hmm. unfortunately not. There should be a locked on Argo show. There should be a locked on CFL podcast, but uh, coach, you could check out Dave's work on sportsnet.ca to read about the Toronto Argonauts. If you are interested, I was at the Toronto card show all weekend and dude, I am pooped. Like these conventions are wild. And I, I this is the first year I did the entire thing from Thursday all the way through until Sunday and I am wiped. I woke up with like a migraine this morning. I, my 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 feet are killing me, my knees, my back. It's just 4 days of just walking around the and this is like a 200 square foot Building are just walk around with a thirty-pound backpack full of cards on your back, and it's like twelve hours. No, you don't really eat or drink a whole lot because I refuse to pay eight dollars for a water bottle at those places. Ah, uh, it was a uh, it was a tough weekend, but I got some good scores. I did get some good scores that uh, I'll be writing about in uh, in the hockey news. But uh, actually, I'll show you guys probably my best one. Hold on, I gotta flip this down. But this was the coolest coolest pickup that I got on the weekend. I am. Ooh, Wayne, Wayne Gretzky, the great one. It is a dual color two color uh, patch. You can see game use patches right there. Jersey swatches with the autograph. And then it's numbered nine of nine. So you can see it's like basically says number 99 on it. So I thought that was pretty sick. That was my biggest and best pickup. You wouldn't believe to get back into the Leafs, this is how we're going to connect things, Dave. Uh, You wouldn't believe the prices of William Nylander on Thursday and then the prices of Nylander on Sunday, how much they grew. It was insane because this guy was a man on a mission this weekend. He was unbelievable in that game against Calgary and then just continued to make great plays against the Vancouver Canucks. He was outstanding all weekend long. Um, So the Leafs collecting, you know, four points on the weekend. They got a shootout win over Calgary and a 5-2 win over the Vancouver Canucks. They're now 8-5-2, 18 points on the year, sitting top 10 in the league once again. How would you feel about how the Leafs came out this weekend, Dave?
1: Oh, I thought the well the Friday game going pretty well until they decided to blow the 4-1 lead, which I wasn't too thrilled with. Yeah. Uh, but I like the way that they played more to their game. The last two games, you saw more of what the Leafs are supposed to be, right, than what we saw prior to this. I think the big one, obviously, with Saturday's game, the one against the Canucks that I really liked the most, was you saw what an adequate fourth line could look like
0: yes yes it's funny isn't it you take ryan reeves off that line and what do they do score a couple goals look the best they've looked all year i wonder if he's been the problem the whole time
1: it's also nice to give bobby mcmahon a little bit of work too deserving
0: yeah i thought bobby mcmahon should have been on this team now he, he did get hurt so he missed he missed a lot of training camp but i wonder if a lot of him going down to the Marlies was was to get him, you know, up to, to game speed, considering mm-hmm. I think he only got into, what, one maybe preseason game? Uh, maybe final, two.
1: I think the final preseason game was the one he got. That was it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, you know, the injury kind of cost him. But obviously, you know, Bob McMahon comes up and it well, was fine. You know, he looked like an NHLer. I, I think he is an NHLer. He's a good fourth line guy. He's a big body who can skate. and He's got speed. and He's got a motor on him. It's exactly what you want on the fourth line. Yeah. So and I was looking too. Not a single offensive zone uh face off for those guys. They all of their faceoffs were either in the defensive zone or was in uh was in the neutral zone. So no o zone starts. Yet they still had a positive expected goal rating and outscored Vancouver two to nothing. First, first, you know, goals of the fourth line basically, uh, all season. So it was good to see that. Um but why don't we go through the three stars of the weekend to kind of try and and um, you know break down these games? So uh, who's your third star of the weekend, Dave?
1: I'm going to go with Giordano uh, and Max Domi, mm. two guys that stuck up for their players when Ryan Reeves wasn't in the lineup. Apparently, you can't stick up for yourselves without needing Ryan Reeves around. I, I, Interesting to and, see. And,
0: yeah, it is good to see. I I also had uh, well, I had Domi as my third, but I guess you could throw them both in there for for doing what they did. Domi had three points on the weekend too, a couple of nice uh, setups. So he was my third star, but I think there's a conversation to be had there about you know with Ryan Reeves. Maybe like when he's in the lineup, maybe people assume, okay, well Reeves will probably just. He'll do the dirty work, right? We don't have to. So, so no one actually drops the gloves and and responds to anything because they assume, okay, that's that's Reeves' job. That's what he's here for. But when he's not in the lineup, they got to kind of stick up for themselves. And in in a way, I wonder if that almost like invigorated the group, like to see Gio go and fight, sticking up for yeah. his guy, right? To to see Max Domi um, after you know. Uh, Uh, Who took the hit there? Robertson takes a big hit. Domi says, I don't think so. You're not hitting my kid. Goes and he, you know, starts like, I, I just, there's something different about when Reeves is out of the lineup and you need these other guys to step up. And I, I mean, I, I, I know that I've been very much been in the, this team doesn't need Ryan Reeves camp, but I think I was vindicated based on what we saw this weekend. Like to be quite honest with you, both on ice with just the overall general play, and the team is maybe even more physical all around because they're like, Well, if I don't do it, no one else will. So they have to do it collectively as a committee.
1: Yeah, you saw that. It you know, it's you don't always have to fight too, right? Like Jordano, people are like ah, oh, Jordano, like it's his choice to fight, but the, just the pushback, cause like and, and it was funny to also see people complain about them fighting after uh a clean hit and i'm like well you got mad when they wouldn't stick up for their for, for each other the clean or not you're gonna still stick up for your your guys like you don't want to give the canucks or any other team the idea that they can just you know blow up players without any response so just want to remind people about that one too um yeah I know it's you get it from the whole the whole it's team toughness right team toughness is not one person doing it all It's the collective group sticking up for each other, right? And that's why, but that's why they brought in Domi. That's why they brought in Bertuzzi. That's why, well, Reeves. But that's why they brought in multiple players to do it. I feel like, yeah, as you're saying, maybe the sentiment was Ryan Reeves is supposed to handle a lot of this for us. Do the heavy lifting. Yeah, but the whole team, you can't just say one guy's going to do it and then give the opponent the idea that the rest of the team is just not going to handle their business because they feel like one player is going to do it.
0: But don't you feel like that's kind of how how it's been? Like someone takes a big hit and it's like, all right, we're going to wait for Ryan Reeves to do something about it. But then that opportunity never comes. Right. Like Marshawn when you know they talked about how why didn't Reeves get a chance to go against Marshawn the excuse was well the way that the lineup went they never got on the ice at the same time so Reeves couldn't do anything Well, look at all literally the 19 other guys who were 17 other guys who were on the ice at the same time none of them could have done anything it's not like Brad Marshawn's a freakazoid like Domi could easily drop the mitts with Brad Marshawn like I would be a worthy opponent I would think you know what I mean so uh, I'll be curious to see what they end up doing now with Reeves. Obviously, you know, like he sat the whole third period basically in Calgary. And then he sits in in this game uh, up in the press box in Vancouver. Uh, I will be curious to see how they go about, you know, what they do with Ryan Reeves. They're off to Sweden. So they're going to be off all week, by the way. They're out to Sweden now. And uh, well, Reeves is clearly going to join them and be with the team. But how much he actually plays, is he going to get into one of these games? I guess that remains to be seen. We'll see what things look like. Um, once they get over to Sweden and we see some of the practice lines kind of come out once they get there. Uh, Second star and first star we will tell you guys about on the other side. But first, Dave, why tell uh, the good folks listening to the show about one of our show sponsors.
1: Yes, today's show is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive with at eBayMotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guarantee fit only available to U.S. customers.
0: Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. It's Mike DeSefano with. Dave Morissuti. We're a daily Maple Leaf Center Podcast. If it's your first time tuning in, thank you for giving us a shot. Hopefully you enjoy the show. We do put out new uh, content each weekday, Monday through Friday. So subscribe uh, wherever you get your podcasts. You can also view us on YouTube as well, uh, and you'll get new content daily. It's all Leafs, all the time and uh, I do want to give a special shout out Dave because I did run into a couple of fans of the show while I was at the expo this weekend one of which I did say that I would give him a shout out uh he sent us uh we took a pic together and then he tagged me in it so Mike Dotto I believe Mike Dotto uh said it was was awesome meeting us and said keep killing it to the lockdown leaves guys so appreciate it uh he said he'd be listening on Monday so There you go. There's the shout out. Love when fans of the show run into me and in public and tell us, tell me how good of a job we're doing. So I really appreciate when I check is in the (laughs) mail,
1: right, Mike? Check is in the mail.
0: Checks in the mail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. checks in the mail. Um, Whenever, if you ever see Dave and I in public, like I I guess I won't speak for Dave, but he's a good guy, so I know he's (laughs) he's the same thing. Tell us, you know, stop us, talk to us. We always uh, love to hear. You know, from from the listeners, especially the loyal ones, the everydayers, uh, like Mike and, and many, many others. A few others came up to me as well throughout the weekend. So never be shy. We'll always talk. We don't bite, right, Dave?
1: As long as you don't come at me from behind. I get a little okay. jumpy you one. you
0: just made things weird. You, you just made things weird, Dave. You, you just, you, you had to take a good thing. Hey, you... I got
1: spooked the other day. Somebody, if somebody I know that I knew this person, just came up from behind and I like jumped. He approached
0: you from the rear.
1: Well, not in that context, (laughs) no. But it's still like when you're not expecting it. But I digress. I'm sure that whoever I've had, I've had a couple of of people uh, reach. I say, "You, Dave, from Locked On Leafs." So it's great. It warms my heart to get that recognition.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Let's continue breaking down the weekend. Leafs won both games. Their first back to back. Of the weekend, and they get a perfect four-four points, five-two win over the Canucks on Saturday, and then prior to that, a uh, uh, five-four, yeah, five-four shootout win against Mm -hmm. uh, Calgary on Friday evening. Uh, We gave the third star to the two, you know, the two fighters, I guess, from from Saturday's game in Max Domi and Mark Giordano. Who gets the second star of the weekend, Dave?
1: Kind of kind of. now I'm going with the double chi here because not only am I picking a line, but I'm actually giving someone third and second star. I'm giving the third line my second star. So Max Domi actually gets on twice here. But Domi you know? deserves his own shout out for, shout out for the fight. I thought yeah. that was important. That third line has been... like it, It's been a game changer in a lot of ways because... We talked about how not only did the third line need to produce offensively, which Nick Robertson, how you doing guys just, you know, remind people that he can score goals, but <laughs> those defensive issues that we thought they're going to have, I guess Cal Yonkrook is really doing a lot of good work there. But I just think that the whole unit is, is playing to their strengths, their speed, you know, being able to cycle the puck into the, in the offensive zone. I, I like really like this third line um, it's unfortunate that because of the, all the movement to start the year that Robertson wasn't able to be here and this wasn't able to be a line right off the hop. But I think it's, it's changed a, a, in a big way for this Leafs team since they've come together.
0: Yeah, I agree. And they they've they found some chemistry, right? Like right from the get-go, Yarnkroc had a couple of goals the first night that they were put together. And now you've seen Robertson, you know, put a couple into the back of the net as well. And Domi, you know, he's kind of been a good facilitator from the middle of the ice there, which I guess is a good revelation um, for the Maple Leafs to have. But you look at that game on on Friday against the Flames, and you know, on the ice at five on five for nine minutes and twenty eight seconds together, they outshot Calgary seven to nothing, outscored them one nothing, and had an expected goals rate of ninety eight point five four um so they were all over the flames that line was and uh imposing their will in a way and also you know was able to to score off of it so uh, absolutely that third line came through uh for sure I want to give a shout out to Eli Samson up. um you know obviously he just played the yeah. one night but he was great uh, against the, the Canucks and we weren't sure you know, what are we gonna see out of Samsonov, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's become very Jekyll and Hyde with him, especially on home ice now. There's been a lot of struggles. That was the first game, the first game all year where the Leafs held an opponent to under four goals in a game on home ice. That's insane. But Samsonov was able to do it. Uh, 31 of 33 saves. He's perfect at five on five. The two goals he scored were on the power play um and you know we're pretty nice shots there were some screens in front that you know sammy may not have even seen the goals there but he had a a, a 2.31 goal saved above expected in that game as well i thought that he was real solid and uh gave the, the least their best goaltending at home all season long and that's good to see you know he'll have a week off now to kind of rest and recover and uh hopefully he can continue to build off of this performance and so we can get back to seeing the sammy we saw a year ago
1: yeah, I think again you need both goalies to be to get going here, and that and that's a game. And we were talking about like oh, they're throwing them to the wolves against the, one of the top teams in the league yeah. offensively, right?
0: On the second and, night of a back to back,
1: exactly. Well, fortunately, that back to back was at home. I guess that helped a little bit, but playing on both nights oh, is never easy. I I do think that what, what we saw out of Samsonov was those extra chances weren't there, right? He was swallowing up pucks pretty well. He was not, he was, he was, he was not going all over the place. He was very much in his position when he needed to be. Right? We didn't see Samsoff look out of sorts like we had in other games where he's kind of swimming around, trying to get side to side, trying to get in position, overplaying things and things like that. So we saw a more calm Samsov than that. And that's what he needs to be, right? They got to find a way to just calm things down, both physically and mentally. So I do I do think that that was a very important one for him just to get the confidence, right? Yeah. Like getting the wins important, but I think getting his confidence and and him knowing that I can make those saves to keep this team in the game. And they were losing right after the first period after the first period. He locked things yeah. down for them to get to allow them to have that comeback and really take over the game. So give him a lot of credit for that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Right. And at least they what scored four on answer to, to end the game. Yeah. So, you know, they ended up, yeah, coming back down two one and roared all the way back. Sammy made some big stops in uh, along the way to to give that his team a chance to get back into it and then pull away. And, and that's what they're able to do. And what I liked about that win, too, which I, I don't think we mentioned in the first uh, in the first segment there, all five goals came at five on five. Right, like this team has been very reliant on their power play this year. When the power play is not cooking, they're not getting a whole lot of offense. If 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 you know Matthews isn't getting getting on the board, or if Nylander isn't getting on the board, they're really getting nothing, nothing out of anyone. Um, But the other night they were able to do that. Right, you get a couple of goals on the fourth line, you get a goal for Robertson, you get a goal here, and Willie obviously you know scores a really nice goal with patience there. Um, but all five goals coming at five on five, so that was also really good to see. You know that that even strength offense starting to come to light. I guess a really good Vancouver team, like they're third in the NHL. Like that's not a that's not a bad team to beat. Scoring five goals on Thatcher Demko, who came into the game with like a one eighty six goals against. It's impressive stuff. You know, so I think the Leafs deserve a lot of credit for for a gutsy win like that. Um, first star of the weekend, Dave.
1: I'm going to give it to the guy that keeps putting up points. Cannot be stopped. And you talked about his hockey card value going up. That contract demand Ooh. might be going up with each and every game. William Nylander has just looked like you think he's looked so good and then he just has another good game and he's just doing he's all over the place and it's great. Like I, I, I know people are probably worried about the contract. Don't be worried about the contract. Just hope that Neilander can, can, can continue this because he's was he third like top three in in scoring right now in the NHL right now or up there like overall know.
0: points. I always got 10 goals on the year so I, that that'd be up there in terms of overall points Um he, is,
1: he was there he, he he is now down to fifth sixth. sixth.
0: what a bum what a bum yeah six and scoring 22 points on the year. Uh yeah, he's he's and 15 he's, games. Sammy Reinhardt has 21 points.
1: Uh he had 10 points this week, Reinhardt.
0: He, yeah, he was given first star honors, by the way. Willie got third star, third star of the week in, in the NHL. So Willie did get uh some recognition for the week that he is having, and he did have a strong weekend, and he was obviously my first star as well. You look at a guy, you know, three goals and and two of them like in each game, too. Like, the, the patience on that one goal in Vancouver, just to kind of wait out Demko, skate around him, and yeah. kind of tuck it in. I think it went off the defenseman, but still um, just went around and tucked it in, right? Like, that was just a great goal. And then the one in Calgary, too, just, like, knocks your socks off. He made a really nice pass to, to, to Tavares, too, on Tavares' goal. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this guy's making plays. And I think, uh, was it after the Calgary game, I want to say? I was driving home, and I was listening to the post game show and uh Sheldon Keith was you know everyone's saying yeah is playing great he was outstanding making plays scoring goals he's like yeah that's all great but he went out of his way to say tonight was the best he played defensively he thought like mm-hmm. that was that was a night where those guys really really committed to playing a 200 foot game and Willie in particular if you go back to that to that game um <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. The game against Calgary, 12 minutes and 49 seconds of, of ice time for that second line. Uh their Corsi percentage was 76.92% in their favor. They outshot Calgary 9 to 1. They scored a goal then 80% expected goals in that game as well and the ha- scoring chances were 10 to 2, 6 of which being of the high danger variety. And uh, that's just on 50% ozone start. So they're really transitioning the puck from the defensive end to the offensive end quite easily. And um, I think it's also safe to say that Tyler Bertuzzi is definitely starting to find a home there on that second line. And it looks like the three lines are really starting to mold and form here with knives up on the top got that second line cooking you already talked about the third line how well they played this weekend just got to figure out that fourth line in the right combination and whether or not it has Reeves on it remains to be seen but it does seem like things are starting to come into place here for Toronto with these new players um and it, it it makes sense this is why people always say to wait until American Thanksgiving especially if you had a lot of turnover because it takes a little bit of tinkering to figure out what works best. And I think we're finally starting to see some chemistry grow between these players.
1: Yeah. Right. It it does always take time when you have a lot of new players. Not that's why I wasn't like sounding the alarms. I know some people were, but like, look at what Max Domi had said a week ago. Yeah. Like if you're panicking after 10 games, then like, you shouldn't like especially if you're a player like you shouldn't be playing in the nhl right like players have their have their struggles players have their slumps especially when guys are in new situations or dealing with a new environment and i'm yeah i i think you're i think now you've got everything almost pretty much solidified even this fourth line if they keep this fourth line going for a little bit sorry ryan reeves you're gonna get a nice free trip to sweden (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> some time, <laughs> spend some time eating some uh you know spending some time in the press box because i don't see any reason why you switch the lineup as is i think i know at practice right now klingberg was absent
0: yeah same with camp i don't know if that was probably what that was also interesting. interesting how klingberg was injured on friday <laughs> didn't play <laughs> and then was good to go on saturday though Good to go. Played all
1: right, actually. Should we, you know, play, played well? Can we say yeah. that? I think, well, they said Fine, that he was, a, I think, like, the the shot, the the high, like, the scoring chances were 5-0 and oh with him on the ice, so he was in a plus situation for, like, the first time as a Leaf. I think the the important one here, too, with, with uh, you were asking for this for the longest time, but Jake McKay playing on the right side.
0: Yes.
1: Right. Him and Jordano him and were the pairing, and you know what? protecting John Klingberg meant putting him on the third pairing with William Lagesson.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you gotta do what you gotta do, you know? Um, yeah. Scoring I, I say, I'm
1: going to add it to the Klingberg injury. stuff cause we're getting some stuff coming in from reporters from practice. Sheldon. Yeah. Keefe asked if he can share the nature of John Klingberg's injury. Of course he says, no Klingberg expected to practice this week in Stockholm, but may not practice in Toronto. Like I think they're spending the first few days in Toronto. They're going to travel, Probably like Wednesday or something.
0: I I think tomorrow. I want to say they might even after practice
1: tomorrow. They might do like a skate and then head over. I think Ottawa's already there. If I'm not mistaken, like there's like this is the Leafs are not the only team playing in Sweden this week. No, there's
0: four of them out there for whatever reason. Toronto and Ottawa do not play, but Detroit, Toronto, Toronto, Ottawa, Minnesota are the four teams that uh, that are over there. Yeah, yeah. So.
1: The the Klingberg, yeah, it was interesting that, yeah, as you said, all of a sudden he's in, then he he's out, then he's in. Now there's stuff popping up, so it's it's interesting. I don't know how. Uh, Again, yeah, we have no idea. I haven't noticed anything. Like there's nothing I can point to to say, yeah, he looks a little.
0: I mean, he he. I don't know. He was banged he up hasn't... in training
1: camp. We know that he was dealing with something in training camp.
0: Yeah. Could there be something? Maybe, but ultimately, I think it was like uh,
1: this is the protection plan that Sheldon Keith was talking
0: about. Yeah, let's give you a night up in the press box, and we'll just say that you're injured, and you know, we'll we'll call it that. Seventy-five um, percent of his starts in uh, in that game against Vancouver were in the offensive zone, so that's how you protect him with six. Yeah, starting him seventy-five percent in the offensive zone um and it was scoring chances were seven to three for toronto when he was on the ice high danger chances five to one um when he was on the ice so only gave up one high danger chance with a 56 expected goals so that's 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 fine that's if you can get that out of john klingberg on a third payroll you're going to be happy with those numbers um and obviously didn't get scored on either which is always a plus all right uh when we come back There was also another rumor going around this weekend, and it's kind of intensifying. With Elliot Friedman's report on 32 Thoughts, and it's revolving a defenseman that Toronto could be interested in. So we'll tell you about that on the other side. But first, I want to tell you guys about one today's show sponsors, and it is our friends at Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Matthews could score 50 goals. The Leafs could hoist the Stanley Cup, and you can win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports. And especially daily fantasy hockey, because with sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Nylander, Matthews, Marner, Ovechkin, Crosby, maybe whether or not they'll record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in any given game. To win 100 times bet your bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Leaf fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fancy sleeper, uh, daily fancy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Welcome back into the locked on at least podcast I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. uh interesting storyline coming out of that Calgary game as well uh, as <laughs> uh, it was Dan milstein the agent of uh, of Nikita Zadorov essentially right after the game against Toronto coming out
1: it was and- actually kind of during the game that he put out the first note but it it was raised right after the game.
0: Yeah, basically saying uh, uh, Zadorab wants out. He's requesting a trade, and he wants out. And it sounds like a preferred destination could potentially be Toronto, Dave.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting how the timing of that all worked out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just just so convenient.
0: It's like Never Nikita, a- d- d- don't get on the bird. Just just to well,
1: and I think Ellie Friedman said on Thirty Two Thoughts that there were some lease players that were kind of. In, in a way, not tampering way, we're trying to recruit Zadorov to come to Toronto. But here's two things about that. One, Zadorov doesn't have trade protection, so he doesn't really get much of a say. Or he doesn't get any say in the matter. The Calgary Flames are not going to do him any favors. And the Leafs have some competition. Two other teams, you got the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, who were funny enough playing in Ottawa that night? So people and and people were like and he there come to Toronto. so People were like the dog could just stay there and just say, "Which one of you two guys wants to trade for me?" And I'll just yeah. uh, I'll just hop into your locker room when it's time. And and the other thing too is New Jersey's. I think apparently also interested from what we what we saw. Both Toronto and Vancouver have the same problem in that they got to make the money work. Yep. And that's why I'm not expecting a deal like this to come down anytime soon like they gotta they gotta they they gotta make the money move around and calgary's gonna have to figure out what they prefer draft picks or a mix of prospects and draft picks
0: yeah so uh the money there he's making 3.75 million he's a pending unrestricted free agent i I suppose there's a, a way in which they could um, maybe try and, and get a team to keep 50% of that contract and maybe get creative with a double retention and that's a way you could try and make the money work a little bit more um, and and that's a possibility or you try and send back we you know, one want one of toronto's contracts right like john klingberg is a name that a lot of people wouldn't mind seeing leave toronto like potentially you could throw him into a deal and and see what happens there i mean i i doubt ryan reeves would be in that conversation but uh that's that's a guy making a lot of money um but outside of that like i don't think they trade tj brody i don't think that's for, for Zadora, at least like they're they want to do something else there. Um, So yeah, the money is going to be interesting to see how, and if Toronto is able to pull that off. um, But Hey, Brandon Pridham's a cap wizard, man, that guy knows how to work a cap. And if there's one guy who could figure it out, I I think it'd be him. Um, But we'll see what happens uh, there. But it is interesting. You did know that there was uh, some reports that apparently one of the Toronto Maple Leafs leaned over to Zadorov and was like, Hey pal, we need someone like you here, and uh, they do. Like ultimate, you saw the hit that he laid on uh, it was on Bertuzzi. Like, absolutely rocked him. Imagine yeah. if he does that in a Leafs uniform in Scotiabank oh. Arena. The place would erupt. Erupt. They yeah, could, even they, the suits. They would work use out. Apparently, they may want Zadorov and Tanev though, which I would be totally game for. Like Tanev's yeah. a solid. Would be a solid. That again, again though, it comes down to money. How do you make that work? Um, because I think Tana is making four million himself, so you're bringing in almost eight million in cap space. You got to figure out a way to to make that work. But it, it's, it, it look, tree living well, knows these Are we guys. turning
1: into the Toronto Maple Flames here? Like, well, I mean, got Brody, Brody, Giordano, Pan, like, we're just gonna have a reunion party over here with uh, with your living, too. It's, it's. It's just, you it's just, One to... want
0: to bring Kodri back while we're at it?
1: Well, I mean, he's got Leafs ties at least, <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, know, and... but
0: yeah, I know. I know. Oh, we'll see what happens. It's, it's yeah. it was an interesting, uh, interesting name. It was an interesting situation there with the, with, uh, Dan Milstein tweeting out like, yeah, mid game or directly after basically. Yeah. Nikita wants out. Let's, let's, let's let the betting, the bidding begin. Um, uh, but Toronto expected to be very, very much in, uh, in the mix there uh all right buddy good show good stuff it'll be a long week for us there's no games until the weekend the Leafs are out uh are off to Sweden uh in the next day or so and um they don't play again until Friday I think they have what Detroit I want to say these are weird like they have the game
1: on Friday and then it's it's uh Minnesota at eight a.m. on a Sunday.
0: Eight a.m. puck drop on Sunday, so make sure that you remember that one. Eight a.m. hockey from Stockholm, Sweden. Um, imagine how good Willie's going to be in Sweden in front of his home. He home loves crowd.
1: Him in Europe, so I. He's he's probably chomping at the bit right now.
0: Yeah, like he he he's looked great, but he's going to look like. Connor mcdavid out there maybe it's gonna be awesome i'm excited for it so we'll kind of tee things up throughout the week we'll try and get some uh uh, some guests lined up throughout the week as well to kind of help talk about what's happening with the leafs with the nhl uh because you know no games to react to but we still got content to to go through because it's leafland and there's never a dull moment in leafland uh that'll do it for us here today on the show though um I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the podcast. You can subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast on all platforms, including up on YouTube. You'll receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on X at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morissuti and follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. Go ahead, leave a like if you enjoyed uh, this video on YouTube. Leave a comment down below your thoughts on the Leafs weekend performance And we'll be back with another episode for you guys tomorrow. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.